<laughs> boom, boom, boom. All right. Hello, hello, and welcome to the Rock and Roll Podcast. I'm your host, John Harris. On my right-hand side is my right-hand man, a Gabriel. We got some flakes of snow to bittersweet the snow of Blake. That's right. <laughs> and today on the Rock and Roll Podcast, we have Royal Bloom. And they've got a new single out, and we're going to be chatting about that as well as some of their previous work and what has they've been up to, what to expect from the boys uh, so I'm really excited to be joined today by Lewis for some more information, as we had said. So, Lewis, welcome to the show. Hey, how's it going? Thanks for having us here. Absolutely. Great to have you guys on. As soon as Dunk, what's up, Dunk? As soon as Dunk sent me the material, I thought, this is cool. And uh, Dunk's a cool guy, man. Yeah. <laughs> Been uh, getting to know him recently, and he's definitely got a an exciting roster of bands that he is working with. Um, Royal Bloom being one of them. Hello. That's this. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm trying to remember what exactly it was. Oh, yeah. If Alice in Chains got into a bar fight with Nirvana, and I thought that couldn't be more perfect. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, a lot of people seem to like that one. Kind of gives you a kind of taste of what you're going to get before you even listen. So Very true. And you know, I was very curious because I'm like, okay, well, what would that sound like? And as I was listening, I was kind of wondering – is that on purpose? Did you guys set aside set out to do that, or is it just kind of what happened and somebody coined that term and you thought, yeah, that makes sense? Yeah, I know. Basically, been, we've been labeled under those two bands for quite a while since the start. Uh, had this also idea after the last band went into this band, and ever since I really started starting off in the singing when I was like right about 15, 16, people were like, oh, you sound a bit like, you know, so and so. And I was like, all right, I didn't even know who these people were at that time and going to grunge eventually through a couple of people at high school and stuff and i was like oh my gosh these are these people are insane because i never even cared to look it up uh but <laughs> yeah that's kind of where i'm uh, falling on to yeah very cool now when it comes to the most recent track that has been released called bittersweet take us through this track what is this track about right uh yeah that's a <laughs> That's a funny one. That's a, uh, hey, I'll just go for it. Uh, so there was this person that was uh, kind of new in life and uh, it was something about that smile. And uh, in the lyrics, it's about, all about the kind of uh, influence they had over people and especially over myself. And uh, she kind of changed my life for the better. And um, yeah, uh, take it how as you will. <laughs> okay. Um so basically, it's like like an infant, like a new person in the world. Uh, no, but uh, it was a ex girlfriend. It was uh, basically, will this end bittersweet? Will it go the long haul, or will it kind of be cut down and that sort of thing? But this was kind of right at the very beginning, early stages. So, <laughs> mm-hmm. okay, very cool stuff. Now, I guess my next question is because uh, the other track we're going to chat about today, "Flakes of Snow," was released, if I understand it, about a year ago. Yeah, yeah, uh, would have been like August last year. And so, okay. All right. On almost to the day we're we're chatting about it. Jeez, uh, yeah. It's crazy <laughs> to think about. At time of recording. Now, Flakes of Snow, what is this track about? Does it snow in Scotland? <laughs> no, it's a it's a bit of a it was a, it was a how to put this PG. It was kind of a habit that someone had fallen into that I'd recognized and was very close to me and they ruined their life over this nasty habit. I mean, tried everything to try push them away from that, and the whole thing kind of sadly didn't work out in the end. 
Uh, again, a very personal song. Um, <laughs> don't normally talk about what our songs are about and stuff because uh, they all hold such a uh, personal sort of life behind it all. But uh, yeah, normally I like to leave it down to what each and every person listens to and then thinks of it because it allows it to be kind of morphed from like Play-Doh into their own sort of perspective of how the song fits for them. Mm-hmm. But, uh, their own man made out of clay. <laughs> build it and put the life into it as you see fit. Now, you mentioned that uh, a lot of the songs are very personal. Um, so what you mentioned, that, you know, uh, at least these two tracks are very personal. Is that something that you always try to bend on? Is like, as you're writing lyrics, do you say, this isn't personal enough, and then you scrap it? Uh, or- no, not normally. Uh, normally, with, uh, when I'm writing a song, just hit record, get my acoustic guitar out, jam it along in that moment that I'm feeling. And then I'll go back to the recording and I'll write all the the jargon or whatever of, of Cedra in that song and I'll come back to it and it's like, okay. Then I kind of mix and puzzle and say, what is this song actually about? And it's, it's took me a couple, it can take a couple months for me to actually figure out what this song's actually about. You know what I mean? I mean, we got a couple of songs that didn't even hit me for like a year or two. So, okay, this is, I actually get it now. Because um, it gives yourself that time to reflect on it. But yeah, it's just this strange. You mentioned sitting down with an acoustic guitar and I guess in the old days I'm old mm-hmm. it'd be like a four track recorder you know you're sitting there with a four track tape recorder kind of thing um, but the interesting thing is that when I listen to the tracks I don't hear anything acoustic so I think it, it'd be cool to hear how you go through that process you know you mentioned even uh, writing a year at a time of going from jamming on an acoustic guitar to busting out I'm guessing fuzz pedals or whatever it is <laughs> you guys do to really get that grungy sound yeah, um, yeah. Everything started off on acoustic guitar, believe it or not. Um, the whole EP uh, that was written on acoustic, kind of as I was like that, and then I just transposed over to electric. Um, I don't know. It's just kind of how I write, fifty percent of the time. So uh, see, see what comes and goes. Because normally, most of the time, you're not able to like you know crank up your amp full of full power, wake up the whole household, I guess. But uh, yeah. <laughs> It's kind of how I get around it. Yeah, very, very cool. Now, you mentioned an EP. Is that Under the Bridge? Yeah, that was that, sir. Okay, so we've got Under the Bridge, and then a little bit while later, we have Flakes of Snow, and then now we have Bittersweet. So I guess my next question is, what is the plan, if there is one, and what should we be expecting down the road, maybe for the rest mm. of 2020 or into 2021? Mm. No, plan's a beautiful thing, man. Well, this year, kind of down the drain, but we took the best advantage that we could. Got the album completely finished up. Just need to record the other half of it. Bringing that out as soon as possible. Well, we're just waiting to record the rest half of it as soon as it's safe to do so. Um, apart from that, all of our gigs for 50% of the year between now and 2021 have been fully booked up in England. So we're gigging once a month, whether it be Wales or down in England. Of course, we're up in Scotland, so that's like a... A lot of way out the way, um, and I've just been left to deal with local shows like my hometown, Glasgow, and all that. So, yeah, um, for future, it's just gigging as much as we can, uh, pushing the album out there as much as we can, get as much radio play as we can, and just taking it as it comes, really, mate. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean that's something very interesting because here in North America, we're not even considering gigs, at least to my knowledge. So. In the UK, you mentioned England, Wales, uh, and then as well, Glasgow. Um, are gigs something that 
Are we just like booking mm. it in in case, or is it something that is being allowed? Oh, well, it's, it's it's crazy thought. It's kind of like, hey, can you take bands even though the whole world's burning around you at the moment? Uh, so, but uh, people are putting things on. Nothing's gone ahead yet. The, apparently, venues opened two days ago in the UK. Don't don't hold me for word for that. I might be wrong. Uh, there's a lot of stuff out there that isn't true. Um, but yeah, fingers crossed they go back. But hey, I wouldn't want to put anyone in a sore situation where it's kind of like the situation as it is. It's just waiting and seeing. But it's killing me, man. <laughs> like, it's, can't wait to get back at it. Uh, yeah, I just it's what, well, everything do kind of evolves around for that show and all these past decisions for their years and stuff. But uh, yeah, it'll be it'll be amazing once it's back open. And I think it'll be a special thing for everyone because everyone will be like appreciated a lot more and. Just the whole vibe of everything, I think it'll go through the roof. I think it's going to be an amazing time once these things go back to normal uh, for everyone. Yeah, and something you mentioned there was that everyone will appreciate it a lot more. And I know mm. that's probably just an off-the-cuff statement, but I just kind of wanted to dive into that. Did you feel that there's something about shows that maybe was it, was missing or was, that the audience was not appreciating it as much as they might you know, come 2021? Um, no, I wouldn't say uh, a pre, uh, like that sort of time. I would mean like a lot more people would t- seem to go out and you don't know it's what you have until you're gone. And a lot, uh, I don't mean to stereotype, but uh, a lot of people these days typically don't go to as much shows as we used to back in the past, um, for at least what I've been told. Um, but I think more people will come out afterwards is what it's kind of meaning. Wow. No, it's not just our shows, but everyone's shows, you know? Yeah. Like all, well, the, all the local bands and stuff. Sorry? Very true. Um, something you had mentioned was <laughs> this year's gone down the drain. I don't know what you mean by that, uh, Lewis. But <laughs> I guess my, my my simple question is, and you kind of uh, mentioned you know a little bit about it, but diving deeper into the year going down the drain, how has this year changed the course of Royal Bloom? And has it given you guys maybe more time to focus on, on other things? Yeah, like definitely looking at it in that sort of way, it kind of has been a blessing in disguise for me. And I can imagine a lot more people as well, because um, the amount of uh, stuff you have to do, it's really allowed just to sit down, get it all all out, you know, get it all out there, kind of take a breather and a step back and just get everything right, you know, on the day where everything's, everything's constantly moving. So, uh, yeah, it's been an absolute blessing in disguise for us, mate. Wow. At the same time, yeah, but... Okay, very, very cool. I'm trying to think if I have any other questions. We seem to have covered everything. The the album that's coming up, a couple of the tracks that we chatted about today, what you guys have been up to during these odd times, what the plan is. Um, I guess maybe without giving away too much, if you could let us know about half of the album that's been recorded, what we should expect, and maybe what the plan is going into the other half of the album oh that's a that's a good point um so basically the album is just a continuation of the kind of the story for the past five years it's been written this album's been written over the past three years just netback and everything but um yeah it's just kind of got a story i would like to share with everyone and um quite a personal album um yeah but uh as you said like for the whole lockdown we've started working on <laughs> The second album, so we've got all this other material just waiting there to get recorded as well. So we're we're ahead of, ahead of ourselves in the ball game, if you'd like to say as well. 
So yeah. Wow. Very very cool. It's just stuff. kind of a, a nitty gritty, down to the truth kind of realities that no one likes to talk about, an everyday sort of thing. Kind of something everyone goes through at one point in life, and it should be talked about more. It's kind of kind of that was pretty much about that so sort of set of things. Okay. Do you feel that that's something that has come bubbled up more to the forefront this year? Is it something like has this year influenced the writing of the album? Um. Yeah. Just like every year, man. Every year is a a change for everyone, really, and different step in life. A whole new chapter and a whole new different set of uh, situations, <laughs> depending on what you get yourself into. But yeah. Okay. Cool. Cool. All right. Well, Lewis, is there anything else that you wanted to chat about that I did not ask? Um, no, uh, well, yeah, actually, hold on, uh, we're actually doing a gig with uh, Danko Jones, I believe they're from Canada. They Did are? Do you know of them? Yeah, I yeah, do. we're yeah, we're doing a show with them in like, Glasgow, uh, we were supposed to do that with them in March, and that was just before the full corona thing came down to the lockdown, I was got devastated about that, because uh, I, I love Danko Jones, man, like, uh, yeah, check them out, if, if people listen to them, if you've not heard them, great band, rock band. Uh, but praying to God that still gig goes ahead at King Tots in Glasgow because uh, it's an international band and I don't know how that will work when it comes over during this time because it's supposed to be in November but fingers crossed man yeah absolutely I was actually supposed to have them on the show however sometimes oh wow really yeah but they were on tour and that can be very difficult to to orchestrate and organize um, sometimes and it certainly was and um. Yeah, the the promotion uh, time frame just kind of closed off, and sometimes uh, that happens. And yeah, that's a shame when that happens, man. Yeah. Uh, though luckily that happened uh, with a couple of bands, and then I ended up going backstage when they came through town. So uh, oh, nice. Yeah. So it can it can work out. It's just a matter of, and I'm thinking right now of all of the long list of bands whose backstage passes I had to give up this year. <laughs> oh no. Yeah. You know. It's always an extra amount. It's going to be a good time. It will be a it's good time. It's going to be a fantastic time. I know. I'm looking forward to it, and uh, hopefully you guys will be able to pop over to a Canada when that happens as well. Oh, I would love to, mate. I've always wanted to go to Canada. Uh, watch out that place out. I've got a couple friends there as well. So, yeah, I've, heard, I've only heard good things. Very cool. All right. Well, thank you so much, Lewis, for coming on to the Rock Metal Podcast today. Yeah, thank you so much for having us, John. It's been an absolute pleasure having us.